0: From the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune.
1: Hello and a very warm welcome to our international English service.
2: Welcome to the Advent Hour with Cedric Vine. Today we are looking at the hot topic of child discipline and how to handle out of control children. With me in the studio is mother of four, Stephanie Bent. And we will be discussing the current strategies suggested by child psychologists and questioning how effective these strategies actually are in practice in improving our children's behavior. We'll also be looking at child psychologist Paul Chance's theories, which may offer an alternative. We're also going to be playing some gospel music with Legacy 5 and Anointed. But first, here is 3D with I Will Praise Thee, O Lord.
1: Contact us with your questions or prayer requests by calling zero 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 eight zero 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 four zero one seven zero four. Again, the number to call is zero 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 eight zero 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 four zero one seven zero four.
2: Michael is out of control. He has several temper tantrums a day. Throws food during meals deliberately breaks toys and household items, hits and bites his younger brother and sister, and refuses to comply with reasonable requests. Asked to put away his toys or go to bed, the five-year-old replies, no, and you can't make me. He is, in truth, a very unpleasant child. He is also very unhappy. No one can behave as he does and feel good about himself or be pleased with life. This is how, Paul Chance describes the modern phenomenon that many will have experienced. Children out of control. How can we change our children's bad behaviour into good behaviour? This is the question we're considering today. Now, Stephanie, you're a mother with a truckload of experience. When one of your children exhibits behaviour, which maybe isn't the best, how do you react?
0: Usually, it's a conflict between my two younger children. Um, There's 20 months between them, so they are close. Usually, if one of them has hit the other, it's a reaction to something else. So I tend to ascertain the root of the problem, separate them, let them calm down, and then let them get back together again afterwards. And if an apology is needed, then I ensure that one is given.
2: Now, when they're going through their tantrums, I assume they, (laughs) for argument's sake, in case, you know, just if they did have a tantrum, would you react to each of them in the same manner?
0: No, my daughter's tantrums are quite horrendous, a bit like Michael's. Um, She will have tantrums that last half an hour and onwards, and they, I ignore them. I ignore them completely. But with Kalichi, if he has a temper tantrum, I can raise my voice but not shout because I tend to lower it a couple of octaves. That gives me the sound of authority and then he listens to me. But usually if Kalichi is having a tantrum, it's because he knows he's right and needs to express that. But my daughter, I I will just ignore her till she calms down.
2: How are we as parents being encouraged to deal with out-of-control children? What are the child psychiatrists and psychologists suggesting that we do when our children are out of control?
0: We are all familiar with um, Dr. Benjamin Spock. Um, There are other child psychiatrists like uh, Barry Brazelton, Stanley Turetsky and psychologist Ross Green. They give us really good advice. For example, in Dr. Spock's Baby and Child Care book, um, he recommends this approach in dealing with bad behaviour. If your child is hurting another, or looks as if he were planning murder, pull him away in a matter-of-fact manner and get him interested in something else. Um, if Another example by Dr. Brazelton suggests that if your child gets angry, throws and smashes things, um, I quote, "'Sit down with her in your lap until she's available to you, basically till you've got her attention.'" Then discuss why you think she needed to do it, why she can't do it, and how badly you know she feels for this kind of destructive, out-of-control behaviour. Dr. Turetsky gives advice if your child has a particularly intense tantrum. He says, with these tantrums, you should be physically present with your child, with your arms around him if he'll permit it, or just be there with him as a comforting physical presence in the room. Be calm and say, reassuring things like, I know you're upset, but it will be okay.
2: Now, fundamental to all this advice, Stephanie, is the assumption that when a child behaves badly, you give attention to the child in an attempt to sort the problem out. Following our next piece of music, which is anointed with God is All Around, we will be considering some research which challenges this approach.
3: Consider the kindness of you away, for there are ties that bind us together forever.
4: Ooh. Touching the broken hearted friend brings healing to the soul. everywhere of oh, a love
1: Contact us with your questions or prayer requests by calling 000-800-040-1704. Again, the number to call is 000-800-040-1704.
2: So far, we have considered the current approach to child discipline, which suggests that when our children are out of control that we respond to them as parents. Now, the approach of responding to bad behavior has been challenged by some very interesting research. Stephanie, share with us some of this research.
0: Thanks, Cedric. Let me share with you Paul chance's description of a study done many years ago by Dr. Betty Hart and her colleagues at the University of Washington, who studied the effects of Attention on Bill, a four-year-old crybaby, enrolled in a morning kindergarten group. Now each morning Bill had between five and ten crying spells. He cried when he fell, bumped his head, or if another child took away a toy. Each time Bill cried, a teacher went to him to offer comfort. Hart and her colleagues reasoned that this adult attention, though intended to reassure and comfort Bill, might actually be the reason for all his crying. Now, to test their hypothesis, the researchers asked the teachers to try a new strategy. Now, when Bill cried, the teachers glanced at him to be sure he was not injured, but did not go to him, or speak to him, or look at him. If he happened to cry when a teacher was nearby, she turned her back and walked away. Teachers paid special attention to Bill only when he suffered a mishap without crying. If he fell, for example, and went about his business without a whimper, a teacher would go to him and compliment him on his grown-up behaviour. The result of this new approach was that in 5 days the frequency of Bill's crying spells fell from an average of about 7 per morning to almost 0. Now, To be certain that Bill's change in behaviour was because of this new strategy. Hart and her colleagues asked the teachers to once again pay attention to Bill when he cried. Bill then returned to crying several times a day. When the teachers ignored the crying and attended to Bill only when he acted maturely, the crying spells dropped sharply. Hart and her co-workers repeated this experiment with another crybaby, Alan, and got nearly identical results. So what
2: they found, Stephanie, just to summarise that, was that when they responded to Bill's crying, he learned that his cries held power over them and that he used his crying to gain their attention. Have I understood correctly?
0: Yeah, pretty much just the same as a newborn baby will cry for attention. Um, if the adult con- constantly goes to pick up the child, then the child will continue to cry.
2: Now how do these research findings compare with the Kiddy Guru's recommendations that we shared earlier? Um, from Dr Spock and the others?
0: Well, they're in complete contrast. It completely contradicts their findings.
2: How can we put these strategies into practical effect? Well, Paul Chance suggests the following nurture response, and there's four steps to this response. Firstly, be on the alert for behavior that indicates growing maturity. What this means, Stephanie, is that you simply need to make a mental note of whenever your children do something that's particularly mature. Step two is sometime later, maybe from anywhere between five minutes to five hours after the event, is to remind the child of their behavior. Kalichi, I loved it when you went and got me a glass of cold water. That was really, really good. You're simply reminding them of the positive behavior. The third step is that when you are sure that the child remembers the event in question. Praise her for it. Do you know, that was a really nice action. I'm really happy with what you did back then. And often the highest praise you can offer children is to tell them that they acted like an adult. Boy, you acted... Oh, like an adult there, Kleechi? And finally, immediately after praising the child, spend some time with him or her in an activity which he enjoys. Do this in a spontaneous way, without suggesting that it is payment for the grown-up behavior. Kalichi, what are you doing at the moment? Can I come and join you for a couple of minutes? And all we're doing there is responding to the child's positive behavior and learning that they get attention from us when they are good. We're not encouraging bad behavior. They're not learning that when they're bad, they get your attention, but rather that when they're good, they are rewarded with your attention. We're now going to play Legacy 5, Home Free, after which we're going to have a special prayer for our families. Oh, I know you are never
4: unkind But Heavenly Father, since you know my heart Surely you can read my mind Good people underneath the sea of grief Some get up and walk away, some will find ultimate relief. Home free, eventually, at the ultimate healing, we will be home. The
3: ultimate healing, we will be home
4: Out in the corridor, we pray for life A mother for her baby, a husband for his wife Sometimes the good die young, it's sad but true. And while we pray for one more heartbeat, the real comfort
3: is in you. Home free, eventually, at the ultimate healing, we will be home. At the ultimate healing, we will be home free.
4: Pain shows little mercy, and suffering's no respecter of age, of race, or position. But I know every prayer gets answered, but the hardest one to praise. you're
1: You may contact us we'll with your questions or prayer requests by calling Again, the number to call is
2: Thank you for joining us today for the Advent Hour. I'd like to finish today's program by reading a passage from the Bible which is God's instructions for how we are to be as parents. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And then you are to keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. We are to keep the love of our God. We are to keep the love of God before our eyes at all times, and we are to teach our children about His love. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we bring before you our efforts as parents, and ask that you will guide us, that you will give us strength, that you will give us patience, and that you will show us how we can be most effective parents to our children. We love our children, they're dear to us, and we pray, Lord, that you will enable us to help them to grow up, to be good, loving, strong adults who have a clear understanding of who they are and what your plan is for their lives. We give them into your care. We pray this in your name. Amen.
0: You may also follow all our programs on our website, that is slash English program.
1: You may contact us with your questions or prayer requests by calling 000 800 040 1704. Again, the number to call is 000 040 1704
0: This is your host Sharad
1: and I'm Maureen signing off from Adventist World Radio
0: Do join us again along with your family and friends.
1: Until then we wish you good health and a happy home
0: Goodbye and God bless you